0: You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hello, Stags fans, and welcome to the first episode of Checking In with the Stags. I'm your host, Drew Kingsley. Happy to be here to get caught up on all the happenings around Fairfield athletics. And what's happening right now is that our spring sports are getting ready to dive into conference play this weekend. First on that docket is Fairfield baseball, which means our first guest checking in live from the Stag Dome is graduate student Mike Caruso. Mike, thanks for taking the time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: So you're heading to a three-game series at Marist this weekend. Um, You've played to this point what I'll call an appropriately difficult schedule. A lot of tough teams, but I think it's in line with the level that the Stags would like to be playing at. So how would you assess the performance of the team so far?
1: Um, I think the guys have been going out hard, uh, playing every day. Um, ready to go ready to be there. And um, I mean, obviously, with every team in the beginning of the year, there's some stuff you need to work on. But uh, I think that we'll, uh, we're going to do some damage this year, uh, just like we did last year. And uh, I think the guys are ready to go for this weekend.
0: So um, we all knew this season would be different from last year. I mean, you could you could play the 2021 season another hundred times and not start with 28 straight wins. Um, so you have the experience you got from that amazing ride last year, but also the reality that, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to take some losses along the way, you know, certainly on the Southern trip and maybe during Mac play as well. So how do you balance those two things as a team, sort of the confidence from last year, but also sort of the coming back down to earth, that's going to happen to a certain extent.
2: Uh,
1: well, it's just being realistic. I mean, last year was a magical season. Um, everyone understands that, but that's just not baseball. Um, all the time and I think one of the things that our guys uh, are going to do a good job of this year is just realizing hey like losing games that's just baseball that's going to happen and uh, it's about how how you come back how you come back the next day to play and um, just being ready to go every day being consistent and um, you know thinking that you're the best player on the team or uh, on the field and uh, you know you're just always ready to go. And
0: you know better than anybody, there's never, there's no such thing as a good time for an injury. Um, This year, it's been Mike Handel, only two at-bats into the season, and he's out for an extended period. Charlie Pagliarini is on the uh, IL for a bit. Uh, Those are two big losses in the lineup and out on the field. Um, With those losses and just sort of through the natural course of how the spring has gone, uh, who are some of the guys that have stepped up that maybe weren't on that opening day lineup card, but now they've been called into action?
1: Uh, Dean Ferraro, our uh, third baseman, he's been doing a great job. Uh, he's been stepping up for PAGs and, uh, defensively, he's been great. Offensively, he's been doing a good job. Um, so he's really helped us, uh, filling in that role for PAGs. Um, as far as handle in the outfield, uh, Strollo moved over to center field and he's been doing a great job as well. Defensively, offensively, um, our team's got depth and we know that, Hey, injuries stink and that they're going to happen, but we know that we have guys on the bench that are going to step up and, do the job just as well as the other guys.
0: So for those that don't know, the max schedule is a bit different this year. Uh, no more double headers, at least as long as the weather cooperates. Um, you're going to play nine innings on Friday, nine on Saturday and nine on Sunday, which uh, I'm a baseball fan. I love that. But uh, you tell me uh, knowing you've only got one game a day, but also now needing to get up and bring that focus and energy for three straight days. What does, what does this new schedule change for the team and how you'll approach these conference weekends?
1: Um, It's just, you know, the how we, I think it's pretty much the same way. I mean, every weekend you're going to a war with another team and it's, um, it's just being ready to go each and every day. Uh, no matter how many games you're playing, no matter how many days in a row you're playing, uh, you just gotta go out there with your best stuff, ready to go and ready to attack uh, the day as it comes.
0: And uh, now I, I can't let you go before asking one question. Uh, we're both from Wallingford, Connecticut. Um, Fairfield in recent years has had you and Jack Gethings, John Signor, and uh, I'm a Sheehan guy. So I'll mention some throwbacks like Matt Carl from UConn, uh, Eric Polvani from Bryant, and TK Kiernan from Southern Connecticut. Um, so, what is it about our small town that makes it a hotbed for producing college baseball players? I don't
1: know. I, I think yeah. Wallingford just breeds champions at this point, you know? <laughs> a lot of good baseball players coming out of Wallingford. Can't sleep on the town. <laughs>
0: But what I've always been telling people. I think uh, Coach Currier figured it out. He's got some good players out of Wallingford.
1: I know. He's going to have to keep finding more guys coming out of there. <laughs> All
0: right. So Fairfield Baseball heads to Poughkeepsie this weekend, play three at Marist. Uh, then it's a homestand back here at the Stag Dome, six in a row to be exact, including a weekend Max series with Niagara. That's on April 1st through the 3rd. Uh, you can get that full schedule and links to follow live when the Stags are at home and on the road at fairfieldstags.com. Be sure to check out Fairfield Baseball on social media. It's at stags underscore base on Twitter and at stags underscore baseball on Instagram. Uh, Mike Caruso. Thanks for checking in.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Drew.
0: Welcome back to checking in with the stags. Fairfield women's tennis picked up a five, two win over Wagner on Tuesday right outside on the Walsh Athletic Center courts. They start MAC play this Saturday at Monmouth. So right now we're checking in with sophomore Katarina Plumtree. Kat, congratulations on the win, both to the team and to you stepping in playing number one singles. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, How important was it for the team to pick up a win with conference play starting this weekend?
3: Oh, it was very important for us because when we went now for spring break, um, we had a few tough matches. Uh, They're really tough teams, good schools. And it was a great experience, but definitely it wasn't great for the morale and coming back onto like, it was one of our rare and first home home matches. So to come back, like the, the weather wasn't great. It was very windy, you know, but we pulled through and we did a great job. Five, two was a really good win. We swept them off. So, yeah.
0: So let's talk about that spring trip. As you said, a tough one, as far as the results, uh, you played some tough teams, college of Charleston, Wofford, and then, uh. On about 24 hours of notice, you end up playing the Big South champion, Charleston Southern. Um, even though you're on the losing end, what do you take away from playing that type of competition and teams that are
1: that good?
3: Um, it's great not having any pressure and being able to really like put yourself to the test and put all your skills on the court. I'd say a lot of us are comfortable with a certain type of play, like if you're either more aggressive or more defensive. But when you're playing such strong teams, you got to put everything on the court you got to use your defensive sides your aggressive sides you know some people who don't like to come on the net don't like to slice don't like you know to risk it on a serve they have to do that and it's great to just kind of do that with no pressure and really see you know how you measure up to some players that you wouldn't normally play so that was great
0: great and uh, now we'll get into mac play this weekend Um, as you know when you only have six matches on the conference schedule Every one of them is very important as far as getting into the playoff and then where you could be seated and who you could play. Uh, does it change the approach for the team at all, how you prepare now that you're going into a conference match this weekend?
3: Well, I would love to say it doesn't and that we can just go in very <laughs> confidently and like with no, you know, fear or anything. But it does, obviously, you get a bit tighter. Um, I would say that, you know, we're we're pretty confident that we should – win the max and, you know, we're number two when it came, when it came to like looking at um, the teams and stuff. So we're pretty confident. I think it's just important that everyone shows up on the day and that we're there for each other and that we're fighting. I'd say again, you know, people are going to rely more on their own game, which is good. You know, Um, coach does a really good job of reminding us of our strengths before the match and at practice and really honing in on those skills And it's all about honestly, it's all about taking away that doubles point Um, that made a huge difference winning all three doubles matches like now uh, when we won against Wagner. I think that gave, you know, it gives a huge boost in confidence going into your singles match and everyone's just a lot happier. So I think we do a pretty good job battling it out. As you've seen, our results are usually pretty tight. So we are big fighters. We like to scrap it out. You know, we'll change up our game if needed. But yeah, I think we'll do a good job.
0: And is it a good thing? uh, You said playing a lot of close matches, even the ones that don't go your way. When you get down the stretch, is it good to have had that experience playing some three setters? I know you played a super tiebreaker yesterday. Will that help you when it comes down the stretch?
3: Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I know that I can be losing six love, five love, 40 love, and I can come back and lose the match like that. That's the kind of confidence I've had that before coming to Fairfield. And that's definitely be- been tried and tested when I've been at Fairfield, just playing at such a high position. I've played at three. I've played at two. I've played at one. And all of those are just. I get really tough opponents and I'd say like half of the time I get opponents that are better than me, like skill, skill wise, but just being honestly a little bit obnoxious on court, loud, keeping (laughs) the energy up. It just, and you really, it's tennis is a mental game. So if you can try and get in their head, you know, it doesn't matter if you lose the first set six love, you can really come back and turn it around. My teammate, Amanda Nowak, like that's what she did um in one of her like matches a few weeks ago and it was amazing to watch she was that da- she was like set and down five two and she came back and won the whole match so you know just being fierce keeping in the fight especially when it comes to girls because everyone gets a little high in emotion um you know I think our team does a great job of really like getting in the opponent's heads and really sticking it in when it comes to um tight matches and when it's important
0: Great. So uh, before we go, Tuesday was the first time we were able to stream your tennis matches live on the uh, play our new partnership. Uh, for those who don't know, every match on all six courts is available to watch. I did some math and uh, back in Croatia, that match started right after dinner at seven o'clock. So did you have family that was able to tune in?
3: Oh yeah, definitely. I have family in Croatia and the and the UK. And yeah, they they stayed in from the beginning to the end. Um they really commented they could hear every word. So I had to be my best behavior. But um yeah, they really enjoyed it. Um my dad could see everything. He's he's been like my coach since I was little, so um that meant a lot to him. And yeah, it's I think it's a really good thing. You know, people back home get to see they get to feel like they're part of it. And when I complain that I'm emotionally drained after a match, now they finally know why, because they've gotten to see what it looks like when you're fighting not just for yourself, but you're also fighting for your team and coach.
0: That's great. And um, for those listening at home, Stag Sports Network will have every home match, every home match that we get to play outside, which is hopefully the rest of them. Now that we're getting into spring, Uh, those will be live on PlaySite. That's a free stream, all six courts, singles and doubles. So it's Fairfield Women's Tennis, still open Mac play this Saturday at Monmouth. And then we'll come back to the Walsh courts on Sunday, April 3rd to host Niagara. That's alumni day for tennis. So stop by and catch the action or tune in on PlaySite. You can find those links at fairfieldstags.com and on social media, at stags Tennis on Instagram and at stags underscore tennis on Twitter. Katarina Plumtree, thank you for checking in. Thank you. And welcome back to checking in with the Stags for a look at the men's side of Fairfield tennis. They capped off their spring break trip with a 6 1 win over George Mason last Friday and are currently preparing to open the MAC schedule this Saturday at Monmouth in a rematch of last season's MAC championship match. And joining us right now to tell us all about it is Jonathan Olive Blanco. Jonathan, thanks for checking in. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, Monmouth is the five-time defending champion in the MAC, and they've knocked Fairfield out of the tournament in all five of those years, um, including that championship match last April. So how do you guys approach this Saturday, knowing that, hey, it's just our first MAC match of the season, but also knowing that if you want to take home that trophy, uh, this could very well be one of the teams you're going to need to go through
1: to get there?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you said it perfectly. Uh, We're going to have to go through them at some point or another during uh, the conference championship. So I think this year especially, we've been uh, preparing for this match in a better way than previous years. Uh, We were fortunate enough to get a trip to North Carolina um, to play some very good universities, uh, such as Wilmington um, and Greensboro, uh, which we were not able to do previous years. Um, and I mean, we're, we're going at this with, uh, you know, we have nothing to lose. Uh, this team has been several times um, and, you know, we're going to give it our all. And uh, we've been working hard and uh, yeah.
0: So uh, when you see a team like Monmouth, not only do you play them you know, once a year and actually it's been twice a lot of years, but these are also guys you keep running into in the fall. So you could, you know, you're a junior. By the time you're a junior or senior, you might be playing against somebody between singles and doubles for the ninth or tenth time. Um, how does that familiarity work when you, you're playing a guy that you know that well?
2: Yeah, it's uh, that aspect of college tennis is definitely an interesting thing. Um, and it's something that freshmen are going to have to deal with uh, for you know, their future years um and it's something we uh as a junior and even our seniors um have dealt with and it's it's a very it, it's different but at the same time tennis is that kind of sport where no match is always the same there are going to be changes in weather and uh, how your body is feeling um so it's there's a, there's also a technical aspect to it where you know maybe certain matches you didn't try certain things against this opponent and the next match, you, you do try those things and it works out in your favor. Or it can be the other way around with uh, your opponent. So it's definitely an interesting thing. However, a school like Monmouth um, has a lot of funding and they have a lot of new players. So sometimes we don't actually play the same players. So we always have to be ready for any event that comes our way.
0: And before you guys headed south, uh, Coach Bricker was pretty excited that you'd have the chance to play outdoors after spending most of January, February, and even March inside. So you're from Canada, where I'd imagine you play a lot indoors, but you've also spent time in Florida, where you probably play outdoors year-round. So tell us a little bit about the difference between the two and also which one you prefer.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, indoor and outdoor tennis are two different worlds completely. like, like you said, I, I did live in Montreal for a large portion of my, of my life and indoor tennis was, you know, the majority of it. And uh, the court, the, the surface tends to be quicker. Uh, there's no wind, uh, no sun, uh, clouds, rain, nothing. So the elements are always the same. However, like I said, the court is very quick. So it tends to favor taller players that are able to hold their serve better. As opposed to shorter guys, need to grind a bit more, and it's the complete opposite when you switch outdoors. You have the elements, um, and like the the wind is a huge factor. It can it can change. It can balance out the the playing field incredibly. Um, so yeah, playing playing in Florida uh, was definitely something that uh, was was a big change for me, and uh, we experienced that as a team when we went to South Carolina over spring break. Um, it was, a, it was very windy, um, and it's challenging for us and for, you know, uh, the other teams as well, but it's something that as a tennis player, you need to get used to. And is why we were so fortunate to play, uh, before we went to South Carolina outdoors to get some of that practice in, uh, to better prepare ourselves for those, uh, elements that we're going to face.
0: So, um, Fairfield Tennis is known, at least around my office, for having one of the best uh, Instagram accounts of all the teams on (laughs) campus, especially when the men and the women are together on a road trip. And, you know, you might have a little more downtime during a women's match and vice versa. So who uh, on the men's and women's side, who are the people that are most likely to grab the phone and do that work on Instagram?
2: Yeah, so um, we, we had a team discussion this year. Um, and we found that uh, the presence on social media is such, a, such an important um, aspect of, of our collegiate team um, all, all across the NCAA, um, and we thought that uh, we needed to make a bigger impact and to get our name uh, out there because we are an amazing school, and we have a great, uh, great team, and we want to reach more people, and uh, it was actually Keen Shaw uh, my doubles partner, he won uh, freshman of the year uh, last year, and um, you know he he really he's done a lot with uh, with our social media, as well as uh, Scarlett on the women's team, and they're the two main people that really you know have access to our account and um, take those videos. But you know we we like to to rotate and uh, we like to give videos of Keen and we like to give video videos of Scarlett. So we'll we'll pass the phone around to uh, different players.
0: It's always the younger ones that come in and know just a little bit more about social media than the rest of us. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Fairfield tennis will be outdoors the rest of the way, weather permitting I, it's raining as I say that, but we're hoping for outdoors the rest of the way starting this Saturday at Monmouth Stags are back on the Walsh outdoor courts next Saturday and our, excuse me, next Sunday, April 3rd to host Niagara. So come down to catch that match live or tune in live and free of charge on our new PlaySite live stream. That'll feature all six courts. As I said, live free of charge, Uh, Links for that and so much more on FairfieldStags.com. And one more time, Fairfield Tennis is on social media, at Stags underscore tennis on Twitter and at Stags Tennis on Instagram. Jonathan Olive Blanco, thank you for checking in. Thank you so much for having me. And we're back with our final check-in of the week. Fairfield Women's Lacrosse wrapped up the non-conference schedule this past Saturday with an 11-10 win over Sacred Heart. Stags are off this weekend, not sure how they manage that. And then they'll open the MAC schedule next Wednesday, March 30th, on Conway Field at Rafferty Stadium against Iona. So let's break down that non-conference schedule, look ahead to MAC play. And to do that, senior Caroline Mangan is on the line. Caroline, thank you for checking in.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: So you're 5-3 and three at the end of non-conference play. Um, it didn't even dawn on me until this morning that you're a senior, and this is the first real non-conference you've had since you were a freshman. So uh, tell us how it's been going and how you think the team did over those first eight games.
4: Um, I think we did really well. I mean, it was definitely kind of a different scene from what we had. I mean, we were just talking today about how last year going into the MAC conference, we had really no idea how people were doing. We were kind of just going in guessing game about last year's season and what they had to bring. And I think we did really well with conference. I mean, we've had some tough losses. We played really well against Denver. We showed up and we – kind of proved who we are I think our loss against UConn really we kind of wanted to step up from that and we made that kind of our stepping ground because we knew that we had more to bring to the table for each game.
0: Great and uh, there's this thing that seems to happen every year with Fairfield women's lacrosse where uh, every May we take a look at who's graduating and how much talent is going to be gone and we have this little moment of panic Uh, but then the season starts and there's some players who didn't play that much. And uh, they're lighting it up. Uh, this year, you've got E Toludo, Amanda Kozak among the leading scorers. Last year, it was Ellie Greff. And then on your end of the field, there's Lee Myers, Julia Rigalizzo are starting. And of course, you know, Casey Collins, you can't say enough about what she's doing in the cage, uh, stepping into that role. So are these players surprising you guys with how they've stepped up? Or is this just what you've been seeing in practice all along?
4: I mean, it wasn't really a surprise. We knew last year and this year, in the fall, that we knew they had it in them. That We knew their talent was so raw, and they, they show up to every practice giving 100%, and that's what we always say to everyone. It's, it doesn't matter who starts in the past, and every position can be taken. So just give 100% effort every single day, and they have been just – gelling so well together and it, we thought going into this year might be tough we have a lot of new attackers working together we have some depth and we have some new players but we wanted to make sure that they knew you know focusing on gelling with each other and the chemistry is what's going to win games and i think that they have just been proving to everyone that they deserve to be playing this whole time
0: and uh, of course not a new face but uh number 17 is back for her fifth year kelly horning um goals ground balls cause turnovers draw controls uh just Talk a little bit about Kelly Horning, your co-captain, and everything she brings to the stags.
4: I mean, yeah, Kelly is one of the best lacrosse players I've ever played with and one of the best teammates. She is so unselfish. She seriously is just so unselfish, such a good teammate. And I love having her as my other captain because she has so much experience and she's been through, you know, a lot going from COVID, being, you know, around her junior into senior year. And she's just, she is proven of what the standard should be for everybody she works so hard in practice every single day she works so hard every single game if she's not scoring she's having five cause turnovers she is seriously just all over the field I think that proves a lot of our we have a lot of young midfielders on the team and I think that she sets a really good standard for them on how to play when they get to get the chance she has
0: and then um, talk about the defensive unit Uh, you're back there as an upperclassman but it's a It's a young group, or I should say, you and Kayla Bay are back there as upperclassmen. But it's a young group overall, including the goalkeeping, as we mentioned. So, talk about how that's starting to gel. Yeah.
4: So we lost uh, three. We three graduated defenders last year. And that was definitely nerve wracking going into the fall. We knew that Lee, Julia, and pretty much everyone on defense has so much potential. And LB, she was a big part of our defensive end last year too. So we knew that we had a conversation about how she needed to really step up and fill the roles of the people that left. And Julia Rigliza is so good. She is, we always call her like a mini Maggie Reynolds. Like she plays just like Maggie in a calm way and she's, been really rise. She's so positive. And that's one thing that we've have a really good, strong thing about on defense this year is when we meet after a goal scored on us, we say like, all right, we'll shake it off. Like we're saying a lot of positive comments just so we know like, think like a goldfish goes away. And I think that It was nerve-wracking for us going into this year having Lee and Julia join the defensive end because we knew what we needed to. Defense is all about communication. And we knew we needed to gel with them and really make sure that we like form a wall as communication and on defense. And they fit in so well. They were like, it's like a puzzle. And we just completed the puzzle.
0: Now, every year, uh, the Mac seems to be getting stronger. I mean, just this year, Canisius had been down a little bit, but it looks like they're back. Uh, Marist was a low seed last year due to some COVID circumstances, but I think everybody knows that they are in worst solid lacrosse team. Uh, Monmouth always has a ton of players that can score. Siena's come from the bottom half of the league to being you know a legit contender every year. Even Iona, your opponent on Wednesday, they were 1-11 last year, and right now they're 7-1. and um, just talk about the strength of the Mac and how important every game is in this league.
4: Yeah. So last year and even in the past before last year, we've only won our Mac games by a few goals. We've never really blown any teams out. So we always say, like, yeah, I own it wasn't that good last year, but we look at their schedule now and we're like, they're gonna they're gonna play us till the end of the last minute of the game. We know that every single team has the potential across the board. Some defensive ends are strong. Some offensive ends are strong. And we know that each game, we if we want to host like we have in the past and we want to get the opportunity to win another MAC championship, we're going to have to play every single team. Like they're competing for the championship too. And I think that it is, I mean, Iona has been doing awesome. And all across the board, I feel like this year we've seen crazy scores. I mean, we've seen teams in the MAC beat Pitt and Pitt, Lost to Duke by one. So it's kind of a crazy turn of events this year about who's showing up against what teams. And I bet that us only losing to Denver by five is probably an eye opening thing for some other people. It, I think that their out of conference schedules really open our eyes to how well they can compete and how they can show up to teams that they can't really have a good scout on because they haven't played them in the past. So I think that our scouting this year is going to be really important because we need to shut down the top girls. And it's going to be an interesting home opener against I- Iona for sure.
0: So Fairfield women's lacrosse, as we said, off this weekend, they'll be back on Conway field at Rafferty stadium Wednesday, March 30th, to host Iona that game and every home game. The rest of the way will be on the ESPN family of networks. Get the full schedule links to follow live when the stags are at home and on the road at fairfieldstags.com and be sure to follow on social media at stags, women's lacks on Twitter and Instagram. Caroline Mangan, thank you for checking in. Thank you. And thanks to everybody. Listening for tuning in to the premiere episode of Checking In with the Stags. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for
2: listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit FairfieldStags.com.